Hey, Dan Talks listeners, welcome to another episode of Dan Talks. This week, I am talking to Cecilia, who runs a page on Instagram called at Corporate Dropout Confessions, also known as Corporate Burnout. She is a self-confessed corporate dropout and mother who has taken to Instagram and TikTok to make uh, some funny and many uh, relatable videos about uh life in a corporate environment specifically a toxic corporate environment so she's built a really amazing community on these pages and i was really excited to talk to her in person so um just circling back on this just wanted to touch base and have some heads down time so we can really tackle this and you know uh eat the frog and just um really address this head-on in in a really frank way so without further ado here is cecilia of corporate burnout Okay, Cecilia, what is the story behind you starting Corporate Dropout Confessions, i.e. corporate burnout? Yes, that's a great question. So I've always kind of wanted to like, my background is in magazine journalism. I kind of got off the path in my uh, career, but I've always wanted to like write and share my experiences. And I think the tip of the iceberg for me was at my last company that I'm no longer with, I kind of just really felt like there was a void in the online space where we weren't really talking about what's what's happening. All the funny stuff is great, but like what actually is happening in these companies. And I wanted to kind of put a voice to that and through like funny skits, share that experience and help people to feel like they weren't as alone as they felt in those experiences. And also, you know, I'm hoping that we can like incentivize some companies to make some changes along the way. What was the wackiest thing that led you to leave the corporate world? Oh my gosh. Wackiest. I, yeah, I think what really led me, what really broke me kind of is that at my last company, I really experienced a very hostile work environment and I, I've been working for like over 16 years. So I have a lot of experience that I brought to the company. And when I spoke up and shared some thoughts or things to change or solutions, they were kind of met with like an immediate cold front. And through that, I did receive a performance improvement plan. And I am a manager. So I have had to give them out before in the sales world, but they're very quantifiably based. And this was very specific to running me out of the job. It was all about like wanting me to speak up positively in meetings. It was a lot of stuff that really you don't see on performance improvement plans. And I think that for me was like the last straw. Because of, a performance improvement plan is a fancy word. It's like an off, it's like a fancy off ramp. It pretty much is. I mean, that was my first experience with it, but it's, it, I don't think they end well. And even if they did end well, it's not a company you'd want to stay with anyway. Did you ever think like, is there like, did you ever think, well, maybe an option is to like divorce myself from myself a little more, at, like just disassociate more at work and just like play nice and be okay that nothing gets done? For sure. I think at the time, like a lot of stuff had led up to that moment and I really needed to like regain my footing and see where I could change myself. But I have a really tough time doing that. I'm kind of like all in. It's hard for me to shut down that. Like I want to help. I want to change things. And I have spent a lot of time thinking about that and how I would change that along the way. And I think that is how corporate burnout started because corporate dropouts, I really wanted to talk about and 
and try to change some of these companies, the way that they're handling things, the way that they're running good employees out of companies, you know, I wanted us to like talk about a little bit more and, and see where that would lead. What do you think in the eyes of a, because like from the eyes of an employee, it can be so clear when there's a dysfunctional work environment, mm-hmm. but and like, and yet from a company's perspective, so often things don't change because it's seen as like easier to have things not change. Do you like see that perspective of like, yeah, well, the work is hard and there's complicated situations and people need to sort of get over it. Like, is that the corporate from their perspective? Do you think that's what they see or what do you think they see? I do. I think I've done a lot of videos showing various stages of it. Like I've done one on corporate hierarchy, kind of showing how it trickles from the top down. So you really kind of can see like, you know, that middle manager is kind of just defeated. And that's usually who some of the entry level and less senior people people are reporting to and they're kind of like the gatekeepers and maybe they try to make a difference but it's not really changing because the company just already has a very toxic culture and toxic way of thinking um i think you know i do i agree like i've been a manager so i understand the struggles that exist and again like i always went to bat for my team and that's not always the case with managers i i can see how stressful that could be but at the same time you know you have a team and you're trying to support them and you're trying to affect change i do think that there are companies out there, which I found through my pages, through people sharing their experiences. There are good companies out there. I think we just need more of them. What percentage are good? This is from my perspective. Oh, like 40%. I don't know. I think that it was very eye-opening when I started my social pages because I also felt alone, right? Like I was siloed. I was evaluating, like you said, like, how could I change myself? What did I do wrong? And then I heard all of these, like people have just jumped in and shared and supported each other. And it's crazy what's happening out there and what and, people are really experiencing. And you would say the majority, because it's this conundrum of like, if the majority of, if 60% of companies have toxic cultures, I mean, everybody can't work at 40% of companies. No, I know. That's why I really hope to make a difference or to start to maybe counsel some companies and like, let's talk about how we can change a few things. I know that we're not going to change everything and that there's such intricacies to the corporate world that, that I don't even know about. However, I do think that a majority of the people fall in that senior to below level and they're the ones suffering the most. And that's completely unfair. Do you feel like you're page is like a safe space for that i mean it's such a place where like it's sort of like when you have your work best friend and then you can say like talk about the meeting that just happened that's what your page is in a public platform to me yes that's what i think it has definitely become and like again when i started it i didn't really know the direction like you can even scroll like all the way down and see some of my first like just trying to get like used to it and then it just started to pour out of me like i didn't realize how many scenarios or situations i mean i've been at a variety of companies for sure and i've seen a lot of stuff and as people started to come and comment and really share i do agree it's definitely a safe space i want it to be a safe space i'm glad i know a lot of people will say like i love this it's so spot on i'm so happy to hear i'm not alone but i'm sad so many of us are experiencing this of all the companies that you've been a part of how many of them were like on their way up or on their way down like from a business standpoint, a lot of them were on their way up. Mm-hmm. From a culture standpoint, a Isn't that lot wild? of them 
Isn't that yeah, wild? Yeah, like I'm not gonna lie. I've worked for I've worked for some very large corporate companies and also some smaller um, startup companies as well. I worked for a small business out here. Like I've kind of seen a little bit of everything. A lot of them were definitely on their way up or still growing, but culture-wise, declining every day. How? I mean, that's like a reverse incentive structure for leadership then. Right. I mean, leadership is just looking, in my opinion, to like make their money, you know, and to look good for if it's, you know, a startup, look good to the investors. If it's a corporate company, look good, you know, to the higher ups or the ones who are kind of running the show. Um, but they're not too concerned with like what's happening on the factory floor, so to speak. Like they don't care. As long as the work gets done, they don't care that people are getting burnt out, that people are experiencing this trauma in the workplace. Like it's it's wild to me. Can you talk about what corporate trauma is? Yeah. So I know like a lot of people kind of are like, that's not a real thing. It isn't. But I think it's real because to everyone, corporate trauma to me is like when you're experiencing such terrible treatment in the workplace, whether it's fit. I mean, some people have experienced it physically. I have not. But like verbally emotionally that gaslighting people don't understand the toll that gaslighting can have on them in the workplace to just feel again like my page is kind of shown like people felt so alone because their managers or whoever is making them feel like they're the only one or they're doing this wrong and really that's not the case so that's kind of what i roll into the corporate trauma and, and it's different for everyone i mean some people it's very emotionally based a lot of, some people it's physical you know it really just takes a toll on your mental health that's kind of the kiss of death when you like bring a concern. And then, I mean, this hasn't really happened to me in my career thus far, but okay. it, but in your videos, I see that it's happened to so many other people that you bring a concern and then the manager makes it about your like ineptitude. And then you have to start playing exactly. ball like, oh, well, I guess I can try some training or like talk to more people. You know, it's like, yeah, it's the opposite of empowerment. Exactly. And it's awful because it's happening to so many people. And there are people out there who are just generally negative in the workspace. I have managed people before. There are definite challenges. However, managers, there should be someone teaching people how to better handle those scenarios. And I will say, like, as a manager myself, I came up, but we weren't actually formally trained, right? Like, no one's actually training anymore. I feel like when my parents were in the work world and starting, like, there was more training. There, It was just different. And now it's kind of like, people are being elevated into these roles, maybe because they did the role and they did it really well, but they're not actually qualified to be a manager. Maybe they could be a good manager, but they don't have the skills to do that. And it's creating a lot of this toxicity in the workplace. What are the skills that they need to have? Because I agree that it sort of becomes a byproduct of moving up is that then you start managing right. people. It's sort of like, oh yeah, you also are in charge of people now, which is like a whole different thing from doing like client-facing work Absolutely. or whatever. Yeah, so I think... You have to care, care about people. That's that's a big thing. You know, but not you can't everyone. Teach. No, it kind of has to be. And you don't have to like love every person, but you do have. You're managing people, right? Like you're there to support them. You have to be in it. You have to be a good listener. Like again, back to the middle management thing. Sometimes middle management can affect a ton of change in today's current work world. However, like being compassionate, listening to your employees or your direct reports, you know, providing them with that support, trying to make a difference. I just did a video about like signs that middle management doesn't know how to handle your concern. And that really speaks, people are like, well, middle management can't do anything. 
again, like totally understand that sometimes that's challenging, but if more middle management stepped up to the plate and tried to affect change or professionally bring the concerns from their direct reports up to leadership, maybe th- things would evolve a little bit more. What was the hardest part about being a manager for you? Yeah, I think finding, because a lot of middle management is in the day-to-day, they're working pretty hard. And so I think finding the time to make sure that you could also support your team as well as get your stuff done. Mm-hmm. But it was, so it was just like a time, like there's only so much time thing. It wasn't like, yeah, oh, I, I don't know how to care about people. <laughs> yeah, I think, and there's another problem to, or issue challenge. It was that, you know, when people do come to you with some of the concerns, you don't have an answer or you do agree with them, but like you're the manager, right? So you can't get into like the gossipy, you know, side of it with them. So you need to kind of like take a step back, listen, be compassionate, but like not go all in on the drama of it. And then trying to see how you can support them or make a change, or if you need to like go up to a higher up to kind of cover that. And I I think that's pretty challenging because also your employees feel like maybe you're not supporting them and they don't know what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that workplace gossip and how alluring it is and how it's like, can sometimes be like a way through the day and other times kind of productive. Yeah, no, workplace gossip, I think it abounds everywhere. And I have definitely made some, some of my best friends have come from my jobs again, because we say we bonded through the trauma. And it is very easy to kind of get sucked into that, to that chatter, especially in a toxic workplace, because a lot of people are buzzing behind the scenes and talking about it and kind of stirring that up, but no one's actually taking it a step further you know we're all sitting there we're gossiping we're getting into the drama can you believe she just said this to me you're calling your work bestie after a team meeting like and no but then we're not moving it past that point we're kind of just sitting in that gossipy section is it ever worth it which part the sitting in the gossipy part um I think that I think it's it's twofold like Again, like I said, I made some of my closest friends through my jobs, but you have to know who you can trust, right? Because there's also a part of that gossipy fold that's not worth it because if you're getting into that dirt, that day-to-day stuff, but you don't know who's actually sharing it or kind of continuing. So I think you you really have to evaluate it for yourself and and kind of know the people you're, you're chattering with. Mm-hmm. Also, if someone's telling you about everyone else, they're telling everyone else about you too. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you have to, like I said, you have to be so <laughs> careful. Like you have to, you kind of ease into it, you know? I'm thinking about the dynamic of like when you apply to college, you get the fancy pamphlet and then you go to college and it's so much different. Mm-hmm. Like when you apply for a job, there's like clear responsibilities. You have an example of a time you've succeeded for each of the responsibilities. You like make friends, you like are personable, you speak eloquently, you go through the rounds, you get the job. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a like every job is messier than the description like every job oh yes and it's so about the detail like the little day-to-day details that it's just like you can't capture in an interview and you're also Mm -hmm. you're never in an interview environment again in the job you're like then become collaborators like is there a way to tell before you get somewhere like what the what it's actually going to be like besides like a gut check (laughs) Yeah, I think I try to share some videos that show like red flag signs, but I agree with you, like in today's work culture and 
the current work environment, it's very much like that. I've gotten into so many jobs that like you didn't even know the half of it. And it's overwhelming. I think, again, unless we affect some change, I think sometimes it is challenging until you get into that company and then kind of see how it evolves. And then taking those concerns to your manager and seeing how they handle it. Like, oh, like this is like at the last company I was at, I would say like, wait a sec, like we were very busy. We had a lot going on. And I would say, okay, like this is actually the job responsibility of XYZ department. And our managers were always like, right, but like, can you just do it? And that was crazy to me because like when you're already like a burnout skeleton team, you don't have the time to do someone else's work, but that's kind of how they handled it. And one time I actually called out and said that something wasn't our job to um, a higher up in the department. And that later ended up on my performance improvement plan because I said, which was true, that this was not our job. I was still doing what they wanted me to do, but I was like, this is crazy. Like we can't maintain this level. So sadly, I think that this happens in far too many companies and that there's really not again, until we affect some change or people start putting their feet down, we need more people to like stand up a little bit. I know it's like so hard, but we had a good thing going with the great resignation and now we're like flipping it over again. So I don't know. It's a challenge for sure. Who thrives in that environment? In like a toxic kind of workplace environment? Yes, because people, st- I mean, usually there's people who've been there forever and they stay forever and it's like oh yeah no they're promoted and you know you have to do the math and it doesn't work out in your emotional mind but you know people stay and people sort of thrive in their careers in these spaces sometimes but who are those people no you're absolutely right and again this is my opinion but those people are the people who are just putting their head down and they're taking it all off right they're just doing a bunch of stuff there's also the lazy ones who continue to grow who just kind of now, how do we get to be those them. people well i know i have <laughs> where's that course yet to be one but i have seen it happen like like they don't say anything they work but they're not like working super hard but they're kind of like like being the boss's best friend um there's the ones that are who are like their work is their job and that shouldn't be the standard to which we should have to work in order to get a promotion but there are a lot of people like that out there and i'm not digging on them because good for them to like do that but like people have lives outside of work they can't maintain that level of like being on call all the time but I did see that in a lot of my my roles that people who like were working late burning the candle at both ends jumping in on every project you know they would get promoted on a yearly basis but that's but they were also like work was their life when did you know that you were like getting burned out and and how long was it from that step to like leaving? Yeah, so like during a particularly unique time in America, a couple of years ago, I found myself at home working full time with my two young children. My husband was also working here and it was crazy. And I, at the job I was at, I'd been there maybe six months and it was intense, like just kind of, managing my family in my workspace while trying to get it all done and and work was saying one thing that they were supporting us but in action it was another and I think it just all started to crumble down on me at that point like just feeling like I wanted to be like a really good mom 
but I also wanted to be like a really good employee. And I was trying to figure out how to get it all done, like working late, trying to take care of the kids. And it, it just crumbled. And then once I got, I had a performance review um, that December by my manager who left for another job the day after. And she kind of just, the performance review was basically used as a way to kind of ding me for speaking up. This was before I got the performance evaluation or performance improvement plan. And I think at that point in December, I crumbled. I was just like, I stayed longer past that. But at that point, I think mentally I was like, this is awful. Like you could do all this stuff. You could work for 16 years and, and really just build your career, but it's not, it doesn't get you anywhere. You know, found myself back where I was before. Mm-hmm. And what do you mean by, because climbing the ladder and everything, there's like the fantasy of once I this, then that. Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean by like getting there? Like what does getting there mean to you? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think that is kind of what it was, right? Like go to college, get this great degree, you graduate, you hustle really hard, you're working at these jobs, you're building your career. And you, and in my experience, I'd always been taught like, you know, there was this corporate ladder that you were going to climb. And as you got this far in your experience in your career, you're going to move to the next level, next level. And I think at that point, I just realized that it wasn't, it wasn't going to happen or it wasn't going to happen the way I wanted it to. I was going to have to completely change myself in order for that to happen. And I think that that was, I struggled with that. What, um, how, how do you leave gracefully? Leave the company. Ugh. I think you just give them your resignation nicely. You make sure it's always printed out. So I know that's like really old school, but print it out or email it to them. Give them your specific date. So like if you're giving your two weeks notice, because you want to try to get paid for that, because like a lot of managers want to kick you out the door if it's been a bad experience immediately. Um, and I think you just you just exit, right? I There's not much to be said. I've learned this in my career, right? Like you can't, argue with stupid I, I don't know how else to say it you've got to just like leave it's not worth it the exit interviews not a fan of them I don't believe that they lead anywhere I, I truly don't I think that toxic people are going to thrive in a toxic work environment and there's currently not much we can do about it besides hopefully educate companies along the way um, but I think that you just gotta bow out be glad that you're out and go isn't the exit interview the classic, like, like the buildup to reality ratio? I don't know another phenomenon that's more than the exit. Because you're, if you're in a job you don't like, you think, I'm going to say this, this, and this, and that, that, and that. And then, like, you maybe get another job. You put in your two weeks. HR doesn't reach out. You don't really reach out. Maybe it happens. Maybe it doesn't. It happens. Then you say it was great. You know, it's like the, the expectation yeah. to reality ratio is wild. Yes, I completely agree. And. I think like at some point in my career, I believed in the exit interview. And then at some point much later, I was like, this is a waste of time. Like, it's really not like you're talking to the same people who probably weren't creating a good culture anyway. So like, what are they going to do? They're not going to, you're out the door. But that's the same way I feel about surveys, employee surveys. I once worked at a company where I was a manager. We sat in a management meeting. This is my first employee survey with them. And we sat in a room. And managers went around and figured out, it was a small company, who was making the comments. I was like, this is crazy. Like, 
aren't we supposed to be like evaluating their comments and the stuff and like talking about departments and they that was like 45 minutes of the hour meeting and that's when I realized I know a lot of people tell me on my videos that they're never anonymous but like this is crazy is there anything about a typical corporate work environment that you do believe in yeah I have had some good experiences and I do believe that you can grow in a company where that opportunity exists and I think there are companies that allow you to do that but I think in today's work world it's just it's very hard to figure out what that company is going to be like when you get in there um I think there are companies out there who are incentivizing their employees through additional compensation so like outside of being in sales where you get a compensation plan there are companies who are giving employees bonuses based on the success of the company. I'd always said that at some of my companies when they would be like, oh, there's low morale. How do we change it? And I'd, of course, stick my neck out there and be like, hey, like, why don't we incentivize them with X, Y, Z? Like, you know, when people are invested in the success of the company monetarily, you know, it does make you lean in a little bit more. It doesn't, you should never be abused because you're being additionally compensated, but it gives you an opportunity to kind of feel like you're working towards something. Mm -hmm. Does that answer the question? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and all, I mean, I feel like there is, this, I have two feelings about this sort of corporate politeness that on, in some ways it's really nice. It's sort of like when you go to church and it's boring. Well, I'm Catholic, <laughs> raised Catholic. You go to church and it's boring and you're like, yeah, it's boring, but you know, it's familiar. And I think right. in the workplace, generally people are, are on, pretty good behavior in the workplace. And I do appreciate that. Mm -hmm. The flip side is that if they like actually feel something that's not like pleasant, lovely, how was your weekend? Then it's like, doesn't really get said. And then it gets weird. Yes. Do you appreciate I, the, the like corporate decorum thing? Or do you think it's creepy or not? No, real no, or like, what? My core of my uh, background is based in sales. So I'm very like comfortable talking to people. And, and I appreciate that. I think where it gets dicey is when, like you said, like, someone gets offended because someone didn't do exercise, you know, it's like with your family, you know, we're not family though in the corporate world, let's be clear. But like, mm -hmm. it's kind of like that, right? Like someone gets offended and then it turns into a thing. But no, I like that. I think it's the sneakiness you have to look out for, right? Mm -hmm. The people who are like gaslighting you, saying one thing to your face, maybe it's a coworker who you work closely with, you work on some of their stuff. And then on the flip side, they're the ones like emailing you late at night, see senior manager if you don't get back to them in 30 minutes like that kind of stuff mm -hmm. what does life look like now for you yeah so life is like a big question mark for me right now i mean i'm enjoying kind of developing um the corporate dropout uh on i have a tiktok and an instagram so that's been really great and i'm kind of starting to try to partner with some other brands to build awareness and kind of develop the brand and considering podcasts in the future so this has been great practice um and I really I'm kind of just coming together I think again like what where I see this going for myself and for corporate dropout is to help employees but also to help companies find out effective ways to recruit the proper candidates to you know manage concerns appropriately to create a culture where employees feel a part of something like we're not going to love our jobs every day like that's that's crazy and that's fine but we, you give so much to your job I mean that's at least eight hours a day five days a week it's a big part of your life and it shouldn't 
be taking such a mental toll on you. You could consult out the wazoo. Yeah, I would love that's I mean, I'd love to I, you know, it's funny, you become like an expert in your experience, right? And poof, I've had some experiences. <laughs> How do you feel about public speaking? I I love it. I think that would be fun too. My mom has been a my mom. She's my biggest cheerleader, and she's been uh giving me some ideas. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I, I bet that's not the first time she's given you plenty of ideas. Yes, she's very she's very helpful. She has a lot of. She's really been her and my dad have been very supportive. My husband. I mean, my children don't know what's going on. I think like mom's does enough job. <laughs> <laughs> Always like oh. Because they were so used to me for years, like throughout, they went to daycare. I was always, you know, running around. And so it's been a, a different recently. Well, Cecilia, I'm cheering for you. And I know everyone listening is cheering for you. And thank you for your page and making that community. And thank you for coming on. Yes, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed this.